young people around the world want to see change. Join your co-hosts, William, Anastasia and George, as they speak to young leaders from around the world on their stories, their struggles, and most importantly, their incredible impact. In season two of this podcast, be ready to get inspired. This is where action begins, and this is the Young Changemakers podcast. Hey, what's up? It's William from Guatemala. I'm very excited to be back with you guys again in another episode of the YCM podcast. Feel very, very welcome to this one. Today, I'm interviewing someone from Guatemala. Her name is Marta Aparicio. She's 28 years old and recently graduated from Columbia University in New York, where she obtained a Master of International Affairs. Now, she's working at the U.S. Department of State as a U.S. diplomat. In previous years, she has volunteered in organizations that support the empowerment of women and minor migrants. In 1992, shortly after she was born, her parents escaped the Guatemalan Civil War by seeking refugee in Providence, Rhode Island. In 2003, she traveled to the States and saw her parents for the first time while starting the fifth grade and without speaking English. Later on, in 2009, as a 17-year-old teenager, she left her home and started working 30 hours a week. And in 2010, she became the high school class valedictorian. Her volunteering experience started nearly 10 years ago, when she co-founded the Peer Counseling Financial Aid Group at Georgetown University in 2011. This was based on the implementation of community outreach to public schools in Washington, D.C., to schedule bilingual financial presentations for parents and students. She has also volunteered as a guest speaker at her high school for the past 10 years. She enjoys connecting with students and talking to them about the importance of going to college and how that has changed her life. In 2013, while studying at Georgetown University, her curiosity about the role of global politics motivated her to study abroad for six months in Spain. She has adapted public service as part of her life. She has taught English in Miami and was very passionate about it. In 2018, she was a mentor for two unaccompanied minors and one refugee. She also taught them English and helped them adapt to life in the U.S. So I'm pretty sure this is going to be a very, very cool conversation with Marta, guys. Please tune in until the end of the episode and please let us know what you think about this episode on our social media. So let's go. Hi, Marta. How are you? Good. And yourself? I'm very good, thank you. How's your day going? It's going well. I'm also excited to have the opportunity to be here and be interviewed by you. Thank you, that's great. So, uh, you know, it was like very uh, great for me to read all your experience and, you know, take a look at your story and all of that. So I'm, I'm really happy that we're doing this interview. So I'm going to start with the first question. So it's like very basic. Uh, what benefits have you found in your life since actively volunteering? I know that you have like a very different experiences in volunteering. So I don't know, you felt like mm -hmm. something changed in your lifestyle or something like that? Well, I, a lot has changed, uh, I think, from volunteering. I think if sometimes our lives are very easy and very busy, I'm sorry, and it's kind of hard to find time to volunteer. But when we do it, we, myself, and I think everyone 
we usually learn that the benefits of volunteering are enormous. Um, as a volunteer, you not only have the opportunity to make a difference in people's lives and kind of offer that vital help to people in need, but you also learn a lot of interpersonal and critical thinking skills for yourself. So for me, volunteering has helped me connect with people in the community. It has helped me kind of develop a sense of responsibility, of social responsibility. Um, so I've learned that even the smallest tasks or activities that we do for someone, they can make a huge difference in someone's lives. Um, to me, volunteering also kind of brings a lot of fulfillment to my life and it makes me smile. Um, it's kind of like an escape from your day-to-day -day routine of work, school, or any boring things that you do. <laughs> um, kind of volunteering is something that adds meaning and it makes you happy. Um, I, whether it's kind of volunteering helping teenagers or adults, I've kind of discovered that volunteering helped me discover that I have a passion for public service and it kind of has helped me and guide me to the career that I'm now going to pursue, which is very interesting. That's great. And yeah, I think you mentioned something very, very important that when you start volunteering, you get this sense of social responsibility. Like you need that mm -hmm. as a human. It's like something we all have, right? The opportunity not only to add value while we are volunteering, but also to help other people. You never know who are you going to uh, impact a lot and maybe change their life. So would you like to talk about, about your career? When you realized that you liked volunteering? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because so most of the, I mean, I've done different types of volunteer. I volunteer a lot with like high school students, like mentoring high school students. They're very difficult, but I love helping them and working with them. I've volunteered uh, doing work with unaccompanied minors and refugees. Um, and I've done volunteering with college students as well. So all these different volunteering experiences has kind of developed this kind of sense like I said of social awareness and just trying to help the world give back to the community that has helped me as well and then eventually this led me to the idea of like you know what job can allow me to give back to the community in a bigger scale so perhaps giving back to my country right um, since I moved to the U.S. and this has allowed me to kind of discover new opportunities and everything so that led me to a career in the U.S. Foreign Service as a U.S. diplomat, um, and I just started working this week. is my first uh, week working as a U.S. diplomat, and it's a U.S. The job of a, a U.S. diplomat is pretty much um, very well interconnected with public service. Like if you're passionate about public service and not only serving the country and serving all Americans who live or travel overseas, but also making a difference for people all over the world. Uh, because as you know, the life of a diplomat is every two to three years, they send us to a new country. So we keep moving oh, um, to different countries around cool. the world. Um, so it's very fascinating to me. Like it's exciting to think that I will have the opportunity to learn about other cultures and just yeah. to be able to connect and, and help people around the world. Yeah, that's great. Congratulations on that. Okay, so, you know, while I was reading your bio, I was very impressed by the resilience. And so because of that, I would like to ask you a question. What advice would you like to give to our listeners out there so that they can find resilience in tough times? Hmm. Okay, resilience. That's a very important word. And I think as human beings, like it is easy to resist change, right? 
like particularly when it comes in the form of adversity or challenges. But to me, I feel like life has taught me that change is inevitable, right? It's going to happen whether we like it or not. Um, and it is important to be open-minded and develop this trait of resilience, um, not only to help us survive change, but also to help us learn, grow, and thrive in our career and in our lives. Um, I feel like when we receive a rejection letter, whether it's from a job, an internship, or anything, um, it's kind of easy to just say, oh, I'm going to give up, and, and that's it, not try again. But we have to try again, yeah. And like I think, like being resilient, it involves being optimist, like having optimism. And resilience kind of goes hand in hand with grit. Like one of my mentors, like told me to read this book about grit from Angela Duckworth, and the author talks about grit as like having the tendency to sustain interest and effort towards a very long-term goals, even if we struggle or we temporarily fail, we have to kind of be resilient and have that grit and like take risk. Um, to me, it has helped me a lot in life to like just take risk, accept change and and just like go for it uh, and yeah. hope that everything works out. But be, because if yeah. you don't try, you never know if it's gonna work out or not. And that has yeah. kind of helped me a lot. That's true. Well, thank you for that advice. Yeah, I think it's very important to never lose the focus in the long term. Also, while I was reading your bio, I saw that you had an experience, an exchange um, experience in Madrid, Spain. I'm, I have two questions regarding this topic. So how important you think it is to, you know, consider, considering to study abroad while you're at university? And also, uh, what would you say that was your biggest a personal takeaway from this experience? Well, I, whenever I talk to um, like high school or college students, I always recommend everyone to study abroad if they have the opportunity. Like if the university gives that opportunity, just take it. Like whether it's one summer, one semester, like studied abroad. Um, when I went to study abroad to Madrid, Spain, it was the first time that I ever kind of left the United States to like live somewhere else and study somewhere else so it was a little bit similar to my experience moving from guatemala to the united states but a but less traumatic it wasn't <laughs> as bad yeah, yeah. um i spent six years in madrid i mean six months sorry in madrid spain um and i learned so much about myself i it was kind of it was an opportunity that taught me like about different styles of teaching. It taught me how to, like it expanded my network because I met people that I would have never otherwise meet. And it just helped me see the world. Um, I think I never, until I went to study abroad, before that I never really appreciated how beautiful and like the world is and how much we have to learn. Um, yeah. Like when I went to Spain, for example, I don't know, I realized that things that I thought were normal to me were not normal to like my host family, the people that I was living with. Um, and I realized perhaps that I was more American than what I thought. Uh, because for example, my host mom will say, if I will ask her for ketchup, like that I want to ketchup for my food. She said, that is such an American thing to do. And, <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry, I love ketchup. Ah, because okay. they have the idea that all Americans love ketchup and they have to have ketchup mm. with almost all their food. <laughs> um, 
So it's like little things like that. But when I was in Madrid, I kind of had the opportunity to, I, my host family had two little children and I, I used to sit with them and teach them English just for fun. Um, I used to kind of engage in like political discussions with my host parents or classmates mm -hmm. at school. So I just, I started learning so much about the world um, from like the people that I was meeting as well. So it's an amazing opportunity. It's like a journey, right? To go to another place and you, mm -hmm. not only learning about yourself, but also like discovering new things and learning a lot of things regarding your uh, academic exchange and all of that. So yeah, really cool. Yeah, really you do, funny. you do learn a lot. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's yeah. some times that I... I mean, when I was in Madrid, Spain, I also like traveled to other European countries. I went to Rome and Italy. Cool. I went to France. I yeah, went to yeah. London. I went to Morocco. And it's just from every place that I went, I learned so much. And sometimes I got lost because the only thing was uh, I had was a paper map. And it was just like, you have to forget about technology because you can't even use it. Um, and you, you have to learn a lot. <laughs> learn how to survive um, yeah that also like <laughs> helps you to develop more tolerance more patience and you know accepting with what's coming all right so uh going back a little bit to the topic of volunteering i would like to ask you like what would you say it's a good way to balance your time you know not only your leisure time but also your um the time that you dedicate to to study and also the time that you dedicate to volunteer, like how often you got to volunteer? Okay, well, um, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough question uh, because sometimes I will say I felt like I had no life uh, <laughs> because I was doing way too many things. Um, I started doing some volunteering work when I was in high school, and then I did definitely more when I was in college and undergrad. But I think something that has worked for me in the past is to first kind of get organized and like with my work commitments or my school commitments or family commitments. Um, I'm a big fan of creating schedules. I create schedules for everything. So I will create a schedule of my classes or work, right, and see how my week looks like. And then I will try to see, okay, maybe I can start with Uh, volunteering five to 10 hours a week. And if I can take on more, then I will add on more. Um, so I will start little and then add more hours during the weekdays or in the weekends. Um, and usually for volunteering opportunities, well, when I was in college, um, a lot of the volunteering opportunities I will learn from the university. I will just, you know, they will send emails. Oh, do you want to volunteer for this and this? And I will just sign up for everything. Um, Or sometimes it will be just me taking the initiative of going online and looking for local organizations. Like I always knew that I was passionate about education. So anything related to education, I want to volunteer. Whether it's like mentoring, tutoring, or like talking to students about the importance of going to college and how that has changed my life. Um, I want to do it any day of the week. Um, so I will just look for opportunities like that, sign up. And first, like I said, I will take a smaller commitment. And then if I feel that I can increase the hours, then I will add, um, more hours. Um, I feel like you never want to feel like volunteer service is another job and that is draining you because then it's not healthy either. Um, but I, once you find something that you're passionate about, um, you will, you will want to do it more. And like you look forward to doing it every week. And that's pretty much what has happened to me. But sometimes I end up 
taking a lot that has happened and I have something to do like Monday through Sunday. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hi there. We hope you're enjoying this episode so far. We just wanted to let you know that we're on social media at we are GCM and don't hesitate to follow us. And if you'd like to support us further, we also have a Patreon page type in global change makers and decide which tier is best for you. And now on with the rest of the episode. I think you mentioned something very important to do schedules because after that you will have everything organized, right? Like the time that you're going to spend to everything. So I think that that's a very key thing to schedule your time. Yes. In your activity. Okay, great. So now I'd like to talk a bit about your experience, the one that you had with an accompanying minors. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, in this organization that you mentioned, so like, I have two questions regarding this topic. Like, what, what did you learn from the personal, from the personal perspective? Because I think it's a bit tough to, you know, help these little kids in order to help them to adapt to their new lifestyle. And also, did you have the opportunity to keep in touch with them after the mentoring program? Yes. Um, so I did some volunteer work for this local organization in Rhode Island. Um, And I mean, I think, like I said, I've always, it kind of relates to education. So that's what initially drove me to looking for volunteer opportunities there. Um, and then I realized that it was also a personal connection because I also came to the United States as a minor. So I went through a lot of changes and adapting to this new culture and everything. Uh, but initially when I got paired, because you get randomly paired, um, with the minors. So I ended up getting two girls who, who were sisters, um, who both, I mean, one came to the United States at the age of six and one at the age of nine, crossed the border by themselves from El Salvador, met up with their mom here. And it was a very, yeah, very difficult, difficult situation. But I, I've learned a lot. I mean, I, I was trying to think, I was like, you know, how can these young little girls like go through so much at such a young age? Um, but it, it was, it motivated me to wanting to do more. And initially my commitment, the commitment from the organization was like, oh, you only need to do, I think it was like 10 hours, well, five hours a week, like minimum. They wanted us to do five hours a week minimum. I initially started doing five hours a week, but I, when I ended up learning more about the girls, I was doing like maybe 15, 20 hours a week. Um, and because I realized they needed a lot of work. One of the, young, the oldest girl had never gone to school, so she, never, she didn't even know how to write her name. She didn't even know the ABC, the numbers. So I kind of made it my responsibility. Um, and I, will, I love teaching, so I just found different ways on how I could teach her the numbers, teach her the letters. And I started teaching her in Spanish. And then I taught her in English and then teaching her how to write her name. Um, and then little things like that. And I find I will create lesson plans or create fun activities that will, kids will enjoy, whether it was painting or drawing, but still teaching them English at the same time. Um, it was very rewarding. It was an amazing experience. Um, sometimes I took them to the museums, to the children's museums, so they can like learn more about the culture. 
I will also sit down with the mom and talk to the mom about the different like resources in the community and places where the, the mom can take them for free. Um, like summer activities that they have. I took them to the zoo before, um, the library. So different things like that, um, that will help them adapt and also like learn more about this new culture and this new environment. And it reminded me a lot about myself, like I said, um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely amazing. And I, I still keep in touch with the mother of the girls. Ah, that's mm -hmm. great. It's really amazing. Sounds like a very cool experience because you know, you're not only helping these kids, but you're also getting this connection, right? And I think that mm -hmm. that helps a lot. So for how much this program lasts, because you mentioned that you were helping the them in Spanish, mm -hmm. learn English, the ABC, the numbers. Mm -hmm. The right. commitment, the organization only asks all volunteers to at least commit to six months, but I work with them a little bit over a year, a little bit more than a year. And I stopped working with them because I moved to another state because I moved to New York for my master's program. Oh, so in what mm -hmm. state was this program carried out? It was in R Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like this whole year you were helping these kids or you had the opportunity to um, meet other while kids? I, I mean, cause I was, I was working full time. Mm. I had my job full time and then I was kind of helping them as um, part time, I will say but for fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had the kids for a little bit over a year. I mean, they asked me, the commitment is only six months. So at the six months, they asked me, If I wanted, I could stop working with them and I could work with another family or I could just stop working in general. But I asked if I could continue working with the same family longer um, and I just stayed with them longer. Uh, that's really nice. Yeah, it's because of the connection and all of that, right? You get very yes. close to these kids. Mm -hmm. It's a very cool experience. Okay, so uh, as the last question, I wanted to ask you, what would you recommend to someone that would like to get involved in a volunteering program? I think the key is finding, finding out what you're passionate about, perhaps. Um, I think I will recommend someone to first try to think like what they're passionate about, what makes them smile, what is something that they would like to change in their community, because I think we can all identify things that we would like to change in our community, or perhaps something different that they would like to have had in their life when they were younger. So like I wish I had more mentors when I was younger, Or I, I wish that more people talk to me about the importance of going to college and how that's going to change my life. Um, because those things definitely make a huge difference in someone's lives. To me, mentors are a key. So like thinking, yeah, so kind of like going back to perhaps reflecting on one's lives can help you think or realize like what is it that you would like to change about someone else's lives. Um, and what is it that you want to change in the community? So by answering, I think one of those questions, then someone might be able to narrow down and like figure out what is it that they want to do in terms of volunteering? Like how is it that they want to change the community? Um, and if you know what you're passionate about and you're doing something that you're passionate about, like I said, you're going to want to do it more and more. Yeah, um, definitely. Yes. Hey, 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Remember that you can help us have a greater impact by sharing this and encouraging everybody on your social media to take a listen. If you want to reach out, remember that the contact of the co-host is down below in the show notes. Or feel free to do it on social media at WeRGCM. We will be very happy to talk to you and answer any of your questions. Also, remember to follow us and to subscribe to this podcast. See you in the next episode. Take care.